Many times we run into people that are asking the question as to whether or not they should put more money per month towards their mortgage or even use a chunk of their assets to pay it off all tomorrow. Today, we are going to review the upsides and the downsides of paying off a mortgage early since almost every time the question is asked of us, we find ourselves never answering the question the same way twice. So the big question is this, how do veterinarians like you who live demanding lives, who never seem to have enough time, able to achieve balance and take control of your finances with confidence? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. We are Florida Veterinary Advisors, and this is the Smarter Vet Podcast. Hey, Smarter Vets. This is Tom Seco and CJ Burnett. We're financial advisors, co-owners of Florida Veterinary Advisors, and we work with veterinarians, practice owners in the veterinary community across the U.S., and the host of Smarter Vet Financial Podcast. Our mission is to provide a different way of thinking to make financial decisions easy so you can spend time doing other things. Make sure to check out all of our other great resources available on our website, such as complimentary financial race CEs, assessments, videos, articles. You can find them all by visiting flvetadvisors.com. And if you're finding this podcast to be helpful, make sure to rate and review us on Apple or Spotify. If not, give us a rating on the Smarter Vet Podcast Facebook page and follow us there. We found this conversation today to be something that needed to be touched on because it's something that people bring up all the time. And debt is a confusing and difficult problem for many people. Mortgages is a back and forth discussion that a lot of people want to be homeowners. There's a bunch of people who are renting today. There's also people that are homeowners that I think don't even want to be homeowners anymore just because of the amount of costs that come with them. When it comes to owning a a home and looking at a mortgage, let's take a look at what the current environment has been. And like in 2020, you know, rates were hovering around 2.75%. 2.75%. And today in 2023, we're closer to 7%. And what's really incredible about that, that the cost of money has increased and the type of home might be unattainable for a lot of people. Like if you look back over history, we're back at a high from 30 years ago, which is pretty incredible just to see that. For those of you who have not really studied interest rates and really what's happened with, especially whenever the mortgage crisis happened in 2008, and a lot of the things of the last decade that have come to fruition with Janet Yellen first increasing the interest rates with, uh, through the Federal Reserve, then Jerome Powell had to cut them down again because of Corona. And now Jerome Powell, you know, he took pretty long time to start increasing them again. But then by the time he started increasing, had supply chain issues and inflation problems. And so next thing you know, the Federal Reserve's jacking up the interest rate to try to tamper down inflation. And now we find ourselves literally at where, where people are trying to get mortgages and they're they're over double in the interest rate that someone's going to pay. And and the cost of money, some of you have probably never even heard that phrase, the cost of money. That's usually what we talk about when we're talking about debt instruments. How much does it cost to borrow money? The credit cards, you know, it's 20%. Well, it's going to cost you 20% interest in order to borrow money on a credit card if you don't pay it off every month. I think that's one thing that if you can take away from anything from this episode also is kind of recognize like there is a cost of money. That cost of money, especially when it comes to mortgages, if the interest rates more than double, you're paying more than double the amount of interest. The cost to get a mortgage, people wonder why why real estate isn't growing as fast as it was. Well, one of the reasons is because if the cost of money has increased, people aren't going to be able to get the cash. They're not going to be able to take the loans out that they need, especially when those loans are decided based as a percentage of their income, like with mortgages. One question that seems to always be asked from us, should I pay more towards my mortgage to pay off sooner? Is that something that I should be doing? We found if you're, for some people who have excessive discretionary income, prepayment and saving might be doable where it works in both situations. And we find this to be the case when people have 
consistent income and are saving 40% or more of their income. Right. These are people that are putting money in all the different investments that are out there, right? They're doing everything they can from a tax perspective. Their net worth is growing dramatically. They're they're seeing a rate of return of their investments that is that that is fairly lucrative. And really it's purely an emotional decision of I just want to not have my mortgage anymore. And even if they paid off their mortgage, their balance sheet really isn't going to materially and substantially change overnight because they paid off their mortgage. Very few people, a lot of times people think that if they pay off their mortgage sooner, then it's going to change their balance sheet. The truth of the matter is it changes the balance sheet, but it didn't change the net worth that much, right? Because if you save that money and saved it in cash, then that there's really an offset there as far as when you look at assets versus liabilities. And those of you who are familiar with the balance sheet know what I'm talking about. If you're not familiar with the balance sheet, YouTube some videos, you'll see exactly what balance sheets are used for, where they came from, all that kind of stuff. You might think these people are unicorns, but if this does not describe you, now let's talk about some of the reasons why we might consider prepaying. Like what would be the reasons why? One of them, depending on mortgage rates, you might feel encouraged to pay extra because, well, it's going to help reduce the interest charge. So think of it, interest rates being at 7% right now. It's cost a lot to carry that mortgage. Right. Trying to pay it off. So then over the longer run, you're saving money in interest, right? That's right. Now, you may not be able to afford the home that you're looking to buy on a monthly basis. And in that case, you may need to put down like 35, 40% as a down payment, or maybe even you need to consider how you're going to be able to buy a smaller house. Another thing we might consider prepaying is like, let's say that you're trying to get a certain type of house and that's, you need to have extra money as a down payment to necessarily afford it because, well, maybe you don't from a payment per month, it's something you can't fit, or maybe your income doesn't qualify for enough of a house. What's interesting is most lenders will say that you can afford between 35 to 40% of your gross income, which is fascinating to think because if you took 35 to 40% of your income to put it towards a house, that's a big chunk. Because you guys got to look at taxes and everything else that's going in there. But this might be something because like if you're trying to get into a house, you might need to put more money down to be able to get into that desired home that you want. If you think a third of your money going towards your mortgage, maybe a third of your money is going towards taxes, like not a whole lot of wiggle room there. Yeah, that's a lot. Like depending on who, what your income is, because if you're making a hundred grand, that could be very tight. If you're making $400,000, maybe not so tight because, you know, obviously the more money you have, there's a lot of fixed cost involved with life in general, right? So someone who makes a hundred thousand versus someone who makes 200,000 is probably spending about the same amount of money if they had the same diet on food. Another reason is the payment for a home goes away quicker. You might be in the thought process of like, well, if I can pay it off faster, then I'm going to be able to start saving money faster. But unless you're one of those people that decide to upgrade like most people, because we find that you know, they pay off their home and then all of a sudden it's like their home is not enough anymore and they got to go get another home or they want to move into a very specific neighborhood that the homes are 25% more. So now they're just taking their money they had in the house and they have another mortgage that they're paying on. Right. And that includes even people who get closer to retirement. You think a lot of people, they pay off their mortgage and, and then they they retire and then they don't move. No, a lot of them actually do. Actually, there are articles in the Wall Street Journal fairly recently that I saw about that, like how more and more retirees are actually like, they're selling their old house and then buying a new house and moving to different states. And and instead of buying cash, they're, they're sometimes using mortgages. Yeah. And one of the other things that we've considered, like, hey, why would you want to consider repaying is you've got extra cash laying around that you're just not sure what to do with it. And well, to maybe help reduce what you owe on your, your mortgage, it could be a place you can put it. So let's talk about the reasons why people might consider not prepaying their mortgage, kind of the flip side to paying it sooner. I know that for some people, they're on a track to become world-class savers. 
they want to try to save 20% of their income. And they want to put that on the left side of their balance sheet on the asset side and not on the right side of their balance sheet, which is reducing their liabilities. Yes. And a world-class saver, if this is the first time you listen to our show, we look at a world-class saver as someone who's saving at least 20% of their gross income. And if they're constantly putting more and more money towards their mortgage, they might not have the ability to save in the way that they wanted to, which this leads to another reason why people might not want to prepay is they want to have the choice to stop working sooner. Because every dollar that is not being saved, which is now being put towards other expenses or, or life, now it's not going towards the ability to build up assets that can be able to produce some income now or in the future. And that choice that a lot of people, I think a lot of people in CJ, I'm sure you would agree with this, is that we're always looking for that financial uh, flexibility or independence is what's really thrown around there of not having to show up for a paycheck tomorrow. When you think of just the overall goal of everyone's financial life is to get it to where, because financially free doesn't necessarily mean debt free. Financially free means I'm not living paycheck to paycheck because my balance sheet produces a paycheck that I don't have to earn. And this piggybacks on the other reason why we look at not wanting to repay is we want to look at creating income producing assets. And the thing is, sometimes people will look at their home as an investment, like an asset for them, which going back to what CJ was saying earlier about balance sheets, it can be considered an asset. Most people buy their home not for the purpose of providing income for them. They buy their home because they want to live in it. That's the place that they want to be. <laughs> yeah. And I think seeing your home as an investment as opposed to an, as to an asset repositions the purpose in your mind, what it really should be doing for you. Most of the cash that gets wrapped up in your house, you really don't have access to that again, unless you take a, a different type of loan against it, right? Either a HELOC or maybe you do a reverse mortgage when, when you're older. You don't, every money that you put towards that mortgage, you're never going to be able to recuperate that money until you do something else, take out the loan, sell the house, et cetera. So if you want to live in that house for the rest of your life, it's going to be fairly hard to go ahead and pay it off as soon as possible, knowing that you gave up the potential to have assets. And, and I will say this, as interest rates have changed as they've done, and you start going out there right now, you can see savings accounts are paying a whole lot more in interest. Money market funds are paying a whole lot more in interest. If these interest rates continue to increase, you might be some someone that's paying off a 2% mortgage 3% mortgage, meanwhile, missing out on a 4%, 5% rate of return in conservative vehicles that are that are growing right now. And so you miss out, like, you, you know, let me pay off, let me try to save 3%, but then lose out on 4%. That doesn't, that probably is going to go backwards from a financial perspective, especially when you look at like the efficiency of the money that you're saving. And when we look at income producing assets, like another reason why we might want to consider not prepaying is that you want to maintain control and flexibility. You want to maintain control and flexibility for other purposes. There might be things you want to do. That's huge, right? Like control, my control freaks out there. They should be perking up right now. Oh my gosh. Like I love control. I love flexibility. I think most people listening to this are control freaks. I mean, it's hard not to be like when it's your money and then you <laughs> start putting it other places. People tend to kind of tighten up about it because it's like, wow, I want to be able to know what's happening with it and what's doing. And like, if you are one of those people who are a control freak and you haven't really looked at both of these sides of the equation of the coin, it could be something to take a look at. Now, obviously, we also take a stance to just really want to hone in on the fact that you should consider credit cards and personal loans, not necessarily auto loans, but other types of loans that might have a higher interest. Other than your mortgage, you may want to look at paying those off first as well. So we've run into people where they're trying to pay off their mortgage, 
But then at the same time, they've got a credit card that's got a balance that is flowing from month to month and they're struggling to pay off their credit card, but they're putting an extra few hundred dollars, maybe to, maybe even a few thousand dollars towards their mortgage. And it's like, we, we probably want to reallocate those dollars and consider, hey, maybe let's not pay off the mortgage. Let's pay off some other things that have higher interest that are actually, relatively speaking to the balance, actually have a higher payment per month and then try to go more from a debt snowball perspective of let's pay off those lower those lower balance things first, especially that have higher interest rates, and then maybe necessarily start putting our sights on paying off that mortgage after those are gone. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you found some useful tips or some things that you can start approaching your own finances with. And we could really use your help with spreading the word about our podcast. If you are a frequent listener, thanks for coming back. If you're a first time listener, we really hope you, you enjoyed this. What you can really do for us right now is what you can do is like the Smarter Vet Financial Podcast Facebook page. And if you really have enjoyed this episode, please take it and share it with at least one of your friends. If you could, three of them. It would really help us out by spreading the word of our show. This is CJ Burnett. And I'm Tom Seco. Wishing you a lifetime of financial success. Don't forget to visit our website and sign up for our newsletter. By subscribing, you'll be the first to know about upcoming race-approved CE webinars, podcast releases, short presentations, and articles that we publish. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on LinkedIn, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. CJ Burnett and Tom Seco are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, and financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. CJ Burnett's and Tom Seco's California licenses are 0K79676 and 0K80141, respectively. Security products and advisory services are offered through Park Avenue Securities, LLC, a registered broker-dealer, investment advisor, member of FINRA and the SIPC, and a wholly-owned subsidiary of Guardian. Florida Venture Advisors is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. This podcast is for information purpose only. Only guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Florida Veterinary Advisors, and opinions stated are their own. This material is intended for general use. By providing the content, Park Avenue Securities LLC and your financial representative are not undertaking to provide investment advice or make a recommendation for a specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. All investments contain risk and may lose value. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. The individuals associated with Florida Veterinary Advisors do not maintain specialized licenses or qualifications for the financial services provided to veterinary professionals. Florida Veterinary Advisors is not registered in any state or with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission as a registered investment advisor. 2023161568 expires September 2025.